Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. This is episode 11. How do you perform when your expectation doesn't line up with reality? A true testament to character is what you do when things don't go as planned. True strength is developed in adversity, and only those willing to battle through it will thrive. In this episode, we interview RJ Hall, co-owner of Top Tier Athletic Apparel. Without further ado, let's get to it. What's up, what's up, what's up? We back in the building. We got our boy, RJ Hall, special guest. Say what's up. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Man, just another day to become phenomenal. Why Why you put me next to the, the, the biggest dude in the group, though? Bruh, <laughs> no. look, just this boy, nah, he's just, just a sweatshirt, too. Sweatshirt. <laughs> like, he's the tallest and the biggest dude, yeah. and you're going to put little old me next to him. Hey, look. It's a sweatshirt. It's a sweatshirt. It's a sweatshirt. I don't know. It's a sweatshirt. I mean, he been in the gym. I seen him in the gym recently. So trying to get them gains up. Look, man, let's let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about you? Hey, I don't mind. No, we have a special guest, RJ. Um, man, we met I think a couple years ago. Now, uh, yeah, about two, at least two or three. At least yeah. um, mutual friends. Definitely move in that same type of direction as far as like uh, mindset and, and stuff. So I wanted to have you on the pod. We appreciate you being in here, man. It, it means a lot. Appreciate you for having me. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's start with just, um, let's get to know RJ, man. I see you repping your top tier athletic. We, we're definitely going to, going to hop on that and talk about that here in a second. But um, what brought you to Charlotte, man? Uh, well, uh, a couple factors. Um, you know, I needed a change. You know, I'm originally from New York, Bayshore, Long Island. Uh, so uh, it just, I felt complacent and stagnant there. So I had to, you know, kind of make up a change. And I was thinking between, you know, a couple of different cities. And then, you know, the the woman I was dating at the time was living in Charlotte. So, mm. you know, it just kind of happened. Okay, okay. Kind of a spontaneous move, too. It, was, it wasn't like a super planned move. It was like, you know what, I'm down here for the holidays. I liked it. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to gonna you know yeah. pick somewhere and stay so yeah it's kind of what happened okay okay and your girl is she was she from here or no nah, we went to high school together okay and is that the the woman that you're currently is that your fiance yes, that is okay my fiance, yes. okay <laughs> so she made it uh, or you made it somebody made I it made, I made it <laughs> i made it That's uh, when she listens to this, she gonna be like uh yeah my bad yeah I yeah definitely. rj made it i definitely made it <laughs> well congratulations to y'all man appreciate you, appreciate you. Mm-hmm. um well, that's good. So, y'all been here what a, a few years now, or what? Uh, I've been down here for four years now. Okay. Four years. Yeah. Okay. Charlotte has changed a lot. Oh, mm. Man, I think the, the I area that we live in's grown crazy. I live in Steel Creek, mm. know, so it's it's grown crazy. Property values are up. Everything's just booming in Steel Creek right now. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. That's crazy. So, well, tell us more. Tell us. Tell us about your brand, man, because I I know. Uh, Everybody that knows you knows about top tier, and so that's I think that's a good place to start. So just tell us about that. Uh, yeah, so um, top tier was kind of about five or six years in the making before it actually happened. Um, you know, I, I was working on something in college, and uh, I didn't really you know go the way I wanted to. Uh, you know, obviously in college you got money and, and everything that 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 holds a big factor, and when you start something, so. Um, 
started out with a small company uh, called True Athlete. I worked for them. I was the head of sales for them for a while. Learned the game, made you know made manufacturer you know relationships and just kind of did all my trial and error you know with them. Right. So I moved down here and it it was tough to really work for them while living in Charlotte. So you know we kind of cut ties and then. I still wanted to do something in that realm. So why not create my own? I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. I love creating, you know, I love, I mm. love, you know, making something. So why not put both together? Uh, so that's kind of where, you know, the, the concept of, you know, top tier came to play. And then obviously you always want to be the best, mm-hmm. right? So what's better than being top, you okay. know, upper echelon, top tier. So that's kind of where the name kind of came from. Okay. And did you always see yourself owning your own business or, I mean, did it just transpire uh, randomly? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I always wanted to be a sports agent growing up. Uh, so that, that obviously didn't happen. Um, so that's kind of where I was always putting my energy towards trying to figure out how to, be, how to become that. Um, but it was more so just seeing, you know, my circle and who I grew up around and everybody, you know, kind of doing their own thing, building businesses, building a great life. And uh, I was like, you know, I, I want that. I want, I, you know, when, when you're around who you're around and, and you see them, you know, getting better, you want mm-hmm. the same for yourself. So uh, I kind of just got tired of sitting behind a desk and, you know, making other people money, mm-hmm. you know, making them rich. And, you know, I'm just coming home with that same paycheck every day, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I got to do something. I got to, I got to figure it out. So you know, why not start something for yourself? Yeah. Before it goes on, that was huge. What you said right there, like, um, association, like who you Mm -hmm. surround surround yourself with is, is, um, is where you're going to be, you know, and you obviously around people, whatever the group of friends that you grew up with, I'm assuming they were all making moves. Um, and I think it was on your IG. I watched a video earlier today. It was something, it's called like the brain or something like that. The way the brain works or using your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And you spoke about like how, um, you have like two decisions. You're either gonna uh, watch them kind of move up and succeed and do other things, and you're just gonna sit there, or you're gonna kind of chase them and be like, "No, that's for me too," you know. Um, so I think that's huge as far as you gotta yeah, watch out who you surround yourself with. It's always you know you you root for your you root for your surroundings, you root for your people who you're yeah. around. You want them to succeed, but at the same time, you know we're all athletes. We're competitive, so you know yeah you know my 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 brother, my teammate, you know. He dropped 20. I got to get there and do something. If it's not 20 <laughs> points, I got to at least have 10 assists, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, you're always in, you know, a competition with your surroundings because you want to see them get better, but by them getting better, you got to now up your game up. Mm-hmm. So it's always kind of a competition at the same time. But as long as you you know that it's, it's more of a competition to better each other and not to be better, then you're always going to be, you know, in good standing with your people. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I, let's stay on that real quick because all of us played sports, right? Yeah. And so that competition aspect, a lot of times, you know, when we're competing against each other, you know, my team versus your team, obviously it's cutthroat, right? We, we, you, we're going for blood. We want to win. Now, when there's competition on the same team, that can, that can also turn into a negative. It could be positive depending on coaching, depending on the, the culture, the environment of the team. But I want to, like, let's, let's stay on this topic real quick. Did, did y'all have any, any environments 
football, DeMichael, baseball, mm -hmm. Brandon, basketball, um, RJ. Did y'all have any environments that were like negative where the, where the competition just where with on, within your team was just, was just, you know, bad. Yeah. It wasn't good. I mean, so I, and obviously you played ball mm -hmm. uh, as well, but I, I think when you, when you look at competition, is it echoing? I hear echo. I don't know. A crazy echo, but it's uh, um, you can't hear that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's our side, not their side. Oh, got you. It's yeah. bugging me. But uh, um, no. So you're competing. Yes, you're trying to elevate your teammate and yourself, right? But when you think about it, when you have two positions, you have two corners. You have one point guard, one shooting guard, one one, one power forward, right? Everybody can't play at the same time. True. So typically. If the mindset is not correct of every individual, right? I had experiences in high school and in college. I came in college freshman year, start playing immediately. I started from freshman year to my senior year. And there were guys who were older than me, right? Who originally, when I first got there, was giving me some love, giving me some help. But then once I started taking that playing time from them, that shifted, right? Mm -hmm. To where now it became a negative thing. Not from my, I, I was playing, I didn't yeah. care. But from, from their standpoint, it was a negative kind of vibe because they, I want to play too, right? So now you're doing things to adversely affect me in my playing time, right? Or if I, if I, if I go down, you excited now, right? That bring, it's, it's a bad culture to have, mm -hmm. right, in my opinion. But it happens, though, right, because everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to be the best, but everybody can't be the best. Right? True. So you're going to have that mix of negativity and positivity, in my opinion, regardless. There's always going to be envy in some kind of equation. Mm -hmm. As long as you can check that, though, as long as, if if you can like check the mo the moment you the moment you start wishing ill will on somebody, whether it be in sports for your teammate or you know a friend in life mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, that's when that's when you lose. Mm -hmm. That's that's when your downfall starts, right? You know. So in 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 my case, you know, I went from you know starting high school, going to JUCO first, you know, and being the man at my JUCO. And then now leaving there, going to a big four-year school and not not seeing time at all, right? And for me, it was more so. Yeah, I want to. I want to play. I want to get playing time. I want to. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to do that. But at some point, you know, I had to accept the fact that you know my job, whether or not he is, you know, the the, the you know the teammate ahead of me is gonna gonna get his playing time no matter what I do. My job is to bust his ass in practice, let him know I bust his ass, and then keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, we have to be we have to be good as a team and be cohesive as a team to know, you know, I got the better you today in practice. Mm -hmm. But because of that, Thursday when we play so and so, you're gonna be ready, mm -hmm. right? Because I was harder on you in practice that week than the point guard you're about to play, got right? You. So, you know, everybody has. Everybody has a job on the team. Exactly. You know, even even in life, like when you have a, a group of friends, you all have a job in your group, and mm -hmm. you have to hold your own in your mm -hmm. job, whether it be the the motivating one or the the one who clears the air and makes sure everybody's on the same page, or the one who picks everybody up. You know, the one who is always planning. You know, like they all. Everybody has a role, and as long as you know your role, your whole group is going to succeed. Yeah. You know, and everybody else is kind of follow, follow suit from there at the end of the day. So where does that start? Like, where does the, 
I mean, you have to create a certain type of culture in order for that to be successful, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. being around like-minded individuals. Mm. I mean, that piece too, I think also understanding the, the, the bigger team goal yeah. as well. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you said before, right? I, I, I gave you this work, yeah. but because of that, you're going to be right. Anybody you play in the conference ain't, ain't nowhere near compared how you've been playing against me. So you're going to bust everybody else's ass. Yeah. Right? So you had a good mindset ab- about that piece, right? Because you understood I'm going to, what I'm doing now is for the betterment of the entire team, not just myself. Although I'm not getting what I want, the whole team is still succeeding. Mm-hmm. It's a good mindset. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, in this world, <laughs> everybody don't have that mindset. Nah, everybody right. Does. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's where that cancer comes into play. And there's mm-hmm. always, there's always going to be you know, people who are going to be cancers at some point mm-hmm. in time, and it's either you're going to cut them out fully or you're going to heal them. Yeah. And you, I mean, you got to realize that at the end of the day, the people that are criticizing you, the people that are giving you crap and everyone that's on your back, if you actually looked out from an outside perspective at them, they're probably not doing anything. They're just envious of what you're doing, whether it's getting time on the, on the, on the uh, field or it's something in business where they got the promotion or you got the promotion and they didn't. Uh, but everyone that is succeeding is probably going to congratulate you and, and sh- uh, shake your hand along the way. Mm-hmm. But everyone who's sitting back, um, it's going to kind of give you crap, and then they're going to crawl on a ball and sh- and be envious of you when they get back home. Um, and that's right. something that yeah. happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. Envy is a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. I, I, my experience was the same as you, D. Like, I had players that would would help me and just – and you, I mean, you know what level I played at. So I, I remember coming in and, and not being good at, a, you know, crossing the ball, you know, and just after practice, just helping me work on crossing, work on crossing. And then eventually it's like, well, dang, this, this dude kind of good with, with crossing the ball. Like, and then you get more minutes, you get more playing time. And you're like, yo, am I, am I, am I that dude now? Like, and so you, you see the, I mean, the switch really in that relationship because, you know, it, it's unfortunate that there's only, I mean, in my position, there's two. Yeah. So you're going to play on the left side, or you're going to play on the right side. If you don't have, if you can't, not everybody can play on, on both sides. Luckily for me, I was a winger. I could play on both. Mm-hmm. I could use both feet. Now, once I got good and started honing in on my skills, the confidence grew and once the confidence grew you couldn't stop me like that was me that was my position so I didn't care who was coming in you could have recruited the number one recruit in America I'd have been like all right bet so now we have competition in practice and I'll show him what's up and he's either going to be on the starting lineup with me or he's not yeah. but but I know I know where I'm going to be and recruit recruit is not bad at all just no. like how you always got to recruit in sports to make your team better you know, everybody always says this whole no new friends, no new friends thing. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've the, the amount of times I've moved around in my life, I've always met people. Mm-hmm. You have to always meet. You have to always, you know, if, if you're going out and you're not open to meeting new people, you know, that could potentially help you, you know, whether it be in business or in life, then it, what's, the, what's the point, right? So, like, recruiting is something that happens both in sports and in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be here if I wasn't open to, you know, meeting Chris and, you know, meeting new people, what, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, where did No New Friends come from? People got to remember it came from a song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if you study successful people, none of them actually pay attention to the words in that song at all. 
but we're like so I, I don't even know what word I want to call it but just stupid you know to to run with oh no new friends and let's keep the dumb ones that yes. we've been running with for for 10 15 years oh by the way we're all in the same situation we're all making 30 we're all making 50 like what no you better switch you that keep, up otherwise that's going. exactly meet, meet new people network you know it's, it's recruiting recruiting in, in outside of sports is networking yeah mm-hmm. who who can who can you meet out that can help you in your situation it's the same thing as a coach recruiting a kid to help them win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you got to realize you're in the position you are now because of, obviously, the people you surround yourself, but it's your decisions, you know? So in order to level up, it's going to require new stuff to uh, come and embrace in your life, and you have to be able to let it in. Um, and that includes people that include a new living situation like yourself. And if you're not open to that, I mean, you're stuck. <laughs> and, yeah. and the quicker you realize that, the quicker you'll get to where you want to go. But if you never realize it, then... I mean, you see it all the time. People just kind of sit in the same thing and run the hamster wheel for, over and over again. Yeah, for their life. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. unfortunate. So, leading off of what Brandon just said, what do you attribute most to your success? Uh, failure. Okay. Um, I've tried a thousand different things. None of it worked. You know, so it's more so just learning how to pick myself back up after you know losing money or losing a job or, you know, getting cut, you know. So I'd say my biggest learning attribute is just figuring out how to pick myself back up because mm. you're going to fail a lot. I failed a shit ton, yeah. you know, so I just had to figure out how to how to keep going every single time. I, think we, I mean, we, we speak on this probably almost every pod. <laughs> Failure. Failure is the, the key. And... I don't, I don't, I hope no, none of our listeners are listening to this. It's like, man, what, what can I attribute <laughs> to my success? It's like, we've been saying it probably since season one. Like if you're, if you're not afraid. So most of the people who kind of stick to the same thing for 20, 30, 40 plus years, the same, you know, they're not, they're not focused on trying to get a promotion. They're happy where they're at. Most of the time they're, they're afraid to actually fail. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to, you know, go for that promotion, you know, and get told no. So they kind of stay, you know, I, I worked in the industry before, you know, I started top tier where there wasn't much growth. Once you hit like an account manager, there's, there's nowhere else you can really go. So I, I'm meeting people who are account managers for five, six, seven years. And it's like, so what are you going to do next? <laughs> like, so you're just going to stay there. You know, you're going to make the same money for the next five, ten years. You know, and it's like that that's that doesn't sit well with me. You know, I'd rather do my own thing and fail and even go broke doing it than, you know, keep making the same amount of money for ten years, wait that for that five year review to get twenty five cent raise and then, you know, keep moving while I'm making the the boss who puts his pants on and his socks on the same way I do, he's making he's living in a five million dollar home. You know, so and I've seen it. I've seen that where, literally, I, I go I go to my boss's house. It's a five million dollar home, and I'm sitting around the people who make him that five million dollar home, the, the money for that five million dollar home, and we're all making scraps, mm-hmm. you know, just to get by, mm-hmm. right? So how how does that not sit well with you, right? It just it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we do speak about it all the time, but <laughs> I think it's so it's 
it's important. I mean, the, the whole theme of the season is chasing your passion and helping others to kind of be able to figure that out and pursue for themselves. And it's it's wild for us. Obviously, we're all like minded. Like we we see it. We've seen it earlier in our life than most people. That like, okay, we we need to level up, and it's going to be on our own or with our group of friends that that want to kind of do the same with like minded people. But it's uh, people are so afraid of like you said, failing because of the rejection they'll get or the criticism from their friends, and they're so comfortable in their little ball. They don't know what's going to happen if they step out. Um, and I think that attributes to everything you're saying is they're just like, they're okay making the money for the big man up top, knowing they have a, a check to come home to every week, no matter if they suck at their job or if they're good at their job, they're doing the same thing. Um, and there's no room for failure there. I mean, you fail, you get fired, and that's what people is like in their brains already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whereas when you're an entrepreneur or you, you start something else outside with other people, it's like you fail, you learn. And it doesn't even have to be entrepreneurship. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of times people, you know, I, I don't want to say make the mistake, but they think that whenever people pe preach this stuff, it just means they have to go out and start their own business. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If anybody yeah. can start a business, everybody would be doing right. it. Exactly. Right? But, like, I've seen people be up for a promotion three times in three years and not get it and somebody else get it and they stay there they stay at that company right don't be afraid to go yeah. go look for more money go yeah. look for higher money right so and and that's something that like you know people in, in you know in my circle you know my you know my girl they all they all said the same thing you know when i was in that little little strut where i couldn't really figure out what to do they're like well know your worth like leave go exactly. go find somewhere else blah 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 and that and that was that was one of my biggest issues was i didn't know if i really wanted to be an entrepreneur right away right but i was still staying to you know the, that one job mm -hmm. and just keep you know just every day it was like the same thing every day every day every day and it's like you know when am i going to get that promotion when am i going to get you know all that and yeah. you know leave like look look for somebody who's going to be willing to pay you more for your work correct yeah that's i mean that's spot on i think it's there's a i was doing the audio the other day it's like you're getting paid exactly what you think you're worth yeah so yeah if you think you're worth more like go find it you know just like you said exactly so i think one i think we need to normalize failure right? failure is, is seen as like this uh demonstrative thing to where you don't want to fail I think if you can, anytime you normalize something, it becomes more acceptable. Folks are more willing to go do that thing that's normalized, yeah. right? So if you can normalize that failure is a good thing, right? Then I think folks will be more uh, risk uh, uh, or more open to doing things that are risky because they understand, okay, cool, if I fail, I only learn. I can apply what I, what I learned from this quote unquote failure and go do a different, di another way. Right, but they normalize it in their mind. It's, it's, it's all in your mind. See, it's it's always going to be tough for people to be normal with failure because we live in a social media world uh, yeah. where people only post their success. Mm -hmm. So you don't know what they actually go through mm -hmm. to, to, to get that one post that you see where they're all happy and successful. Like people think that, you know, they work hard for a few months and they're going to they're going to get that car you know all these random people that be posting on private jets now i don't know how that even oh. is a thing <laughs> but like but it's like so like but people see successful people on instagram mm -hmm. and they want that and they feel like if they're not getting that you know then what's the point right yeah. so it's it's just we live in a, a, a world where it's a false reality yeah it's a false reality and mm -hmm. false reality makes it hard for people to accept failure exactly so so david uh gave us a quote 
he said happiness is defined by expectations minus reality all right folks have this this false perceived expectation based upon what they see on social media right you're not seeing a, a true reality of that image mm-hmm. right you have no idea what's going on on the backdrop of yeah you have yeah. Image. what's going on in their finances about image, their marriage their life all, all you see is a photo right so you set in your mind these these expectations on what you have to do because of what you're seeing from a perceived uh, uh, success somebody was having does not even maybe the reality that is there so then you put yourself in a spot where you kind of box yourself in and limit your own self because again false expectations and mm-hmm. a false reality I think social media is is a good and a bad thing. It's mostly probably a damn bad thing in reality, <laughs> right? Like, like, like I remember one day, I remember it shut down for like two hours. Everybody was Everybody freaking was out. Everybody was out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish they shut down for like like the whole quarantine, this turn of social media, right? I guarantee you. <laughs> a lot of people will be outside, right? Look, right. It's, it's that, that quote spot on. Because, I mean, even, even when social media wasn't that big, that, that quote relates to life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know... Uh, I know I've, I've brushed on it a little bit with Chris, you know, privately in a lot of our conversations, but I'm very open about mental health. Like, I'm very open about, you know, talking to people and getting your demons out, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that quote is literally what I had to deal with in my, in, my, in my brain, in my mental, for a large part of my teenage years and my early adult years, is that I had a high expectation mm-hmm. of what happiness is. And because I was not hitting that expectation, I wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, and it's more so trying to figure out what is a real expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody's defines success differently. And if you can accept your idea of success, but also accept what the reality of success is, mm-hmm. then your expectations will be where you can still be happy so you can at least have a chance to get to that unrealistic expectation that you had yeah you know so and a lot of a lot of people fall into that that don't have like the actual problem but they still fall into Mm -hmm. some type of depressed mind state is because they're not hitting their expectation Mm -hmm. and be and they don't have somebody in their corner saying it's okay yeah keep going and then they fall back and that's what i i dealt with a lot as an adult, was, yeah. as, especially as a young adult, was I, was, I wasn't hitting that, and I didn't have anybody in my corner saying, you know what, it's gonna be good, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And as soon as I got that, that's when things started getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we, def- we definitely touched on this, because um, that, was, that was my struggle early in my 20s when my career wasn't going as planned. You know, I had these high expectations, and depression sets in, anxiety sets in, and you know, it wasn't until being connected with somebody like DeMichael, um, Brandon, and obviously the association we have now to where I can I can set realistic expectations, right? I'm still an optimist, let's be real. But You're always going to have unrealistic expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I set expectations. However, I set goals along the way, like starting this podcast, like, you know, changing jobs when I needed to change jobs, just little things along the way where I'm like, cool you know what i mean and that's and now i'm able to find that joy because i'm no longer giving that to something to somebody else like you know i can't control if a team wants to sign me i can control if i say hey guys let's start a podcast this is when we're shooting this is when we're publishing it was like 
I'm in control of that. And so from there, it's like, all right, well, cool. What else? <laughs> you know, like, what else can we do? When I started to, when I started to, you know, feel like I was, you know, headed towards the path of success, because obviously no one's ever going to be like, yo, I'm successful, because they're always going to feel like, you know, there's a lot. And I, I feel like I'm like here compared to where it should be. Right. But the, the little successes that I had to start taking was, you know, for me, you know, happiness is a success, right? If you're happy, mm -hmm. in my mind, that's the f one of the biggest successes that you can have in life, right? So I'm happy creating, mm -hmm. you know, I'm happy whether it be, you know, drawing a jersey out, you know, you know, creating book bags or, you know, I, I do a podcast also, right? Yeah. So like, you know, just creating for me is a success because I'm happy, I'm happy doing it, you know, starting a family, happy, you know, rekindling any broken family, you know, relationships, happy, right? So, you know, to me, it, it's just little, little def definitions that, that you can add to whatever the main definition of success is that everybody has is to me what helped get out of that, out of that mindset, like you're saying, where you can control it and then go from there. Mm. Basically, redefine what happiness means to you. Yeah. In essence. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And again, what you were saying as well in terms of uh, controlling, controlling your controllables. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, a friend of mine called me today and we were talking and she was asking, like, uh, like what's your three-year plan and stuff? What's your goals? Ironically, and I already, I already wrote this down on my board like a month ago, right, of, like, like my three-year plans, right, of what, what I wanted to be making economically, life-wise, family-wise, business, all that kind of stuff, right? But, with, but beyond that piece... But above that, I have actionable steps, right? To get to that. To get to that point, right? And, and since she gave me her goals as well, and we're talking about it, I said, you can hit every last one of those if you remain consistent within putting forth an action plan to make that happen, right? You can't just put out this idea what you wanna what you want to have, but not have a plan behind it, because then it's just a fantasy, right? Make it legit, and but don't make this crazy outlandish goal and, and again, false expectation of what you can have in three years Right, I understand, which I, I would never say anything's not possible. Shit, I thought I was going to be a millionaire in 25. Look what happened. <laughs> right? hey, like, hey. I about think we all did. Right? Right? Like, so, <laughs> but me, me, I think it's a beautiful thing to have an imagination, be able to dream big. So I, I would say un, still dream big. You have to. Always. You, you have, have to. to. Mm -hmm. The problem I think folks quit so much on themselves because they patient. always, well, not patient, but also they always go after the biggest dream, right? Have that big dream, but also have some some miniature dreams in between, mm -hmm. so you can stack success, Su stack success upon success. So you're building your belief and your dream towards the bigger dream. Mm -hmm. That's the power of momentum. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it. it doesn't even have to be in the same realm. Um, no, you know, yeah, I, no. I feel like I feel like so many people are hate their life, right? Are are aren't happy, you know? Are are just kind of going through the motions because they do the same thing, right? Like. You're, you're taught, we were always taught growing up that you wake up, you go to your job, you go home mm -hmm. to a dinner with your family, you read a book before bed, you start it over and do it all over again, right? But, you know, the happiest people are the ones that are doing multiple things. Mm -hmm. like, like, why should you be defined by what somebody tells you what to do, yeah. right? So, like, Going back to like you're, you know, creating unrealistic expectations and goals, but also setting smaller ones to get to that 
for some people, that small one will be, well, I want to make, that big one will be like, I want to make a million dollars, right? But other goals to do it was, is like, I want to do a podcast, you know, or I want to jump out of a plane, mm-hmm. right? Just small things that will attribute to your happiness mm-hmm. because if you're not happy, you're not going to make a million dollars. What miserable person you know is making a lot of money? They may be miserable after they make the money, right. but usually to get to the money, you know, they're doing something that they love in yeah. some shape, some way, shape, or form, right? So it's just the little things like that. And to me, in terms of goals, just get that happiness because to me, that's the biggest success. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. And money, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, byproduct. Byproduct. Yeah. It's, uh, you definitely, happiness is, it's attainable for everybody. Yeah. I think for a long time, I wasn't sure if I could be happy. For a long time, you know, I didn't have feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really didn't. I was kind of like Brandon when I first met him. No, <laughs> no but uh, I really didn't. And it's, it's funny that I can definitely attribute my happiness to my, my personal growth. Me actually taking time and reading and surrounding myself by positive people and positive relationships um, and setting those little goals and hitting those, you know, like it's so many different things out there you know, sometimes you just have to remove yourself, right? And and work on you. Work on you. See, and that, but that's the thing that, and um, I know, this, so we have three black men here and, and Brandon, you know, but... Um, and Brandon. <laughs> but in, I, I, you guys, you two can more attest to it that, in, especially in the black community, depression or, you know, not being able to talk about your feelings, the first thing that comes to mind when, when somebody that looks like us says anything remotely, you know, feeling or emotional. The first thing he says is, man, stop fucking being emotional. Stop yeah. being a baby. Right. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not normalized in our community to be able to talk to somebody. Right. Uh, so we true. have a whole bunch of angry, burly ass men walking around. Walking around <laughs> right. And it's like, it, it's, and, and it creates a lot of negative energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We have to normalize being able to sit down like this and say, hey, a lot of the reason why we weren't on the right path to start with is the fact that we weren't t- we, we didn't feel like we were shit pretty much. We, yeah. we, we can't be happy. Right. You're not going to be able to be happy. Right. So, you know, being able to actually sit down as men and say and actually, you know, and it's not just it's not just a, a black man thing. It's men, period. Men, period. Yeah. But it's really prevalent in, 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 in black men more because old school you know we we couldn't talk about anything right yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. so but we have to normalize as men to be able to sit down and say hey this is these are our feelings mm-hmm. this is what this is how we feel and then learn from it and grow from it because mm-hmm. it, it's it sucks and and you you can waste years of your life yeah. not progressing just because you feel like you're not shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100 i <laughs> i think that's uh you know it took it took certain relationships in my life uh, dating wise actually for me to start opening up mm-hmm. because I was open up I would like I was open with like my grandparents but that was probably that was probably <laughs> like grandparents you can say anything you know what I mean yeah. but th- those two were probably the only people that I was open with not even open with my brother you know what I mean because it goes back to that bro why are you like, being yeah, emotional like, you shut being up emotional? Yeah. so I, I don't know I'm not it's unfortunate that it is like that. 
I hope one day it's not like that because we're, you know, I'm not like that now, but you know, you see it. And when you see it in family members, all you want to do is be like, bro, let's talk. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I don't, you know, I have my own problems. But like when people are, when people say that, like, Hey, like quit be emotional or like, stop, like you're a grown, grown man or whatever like Mm -hmm. that. Like we know now it's like, bro, you, you're dealing with the exact same thing. You're, you just don't want to say anything about it because you don't know how you're going to feel or you don't know how you're going to feel after you open up with somebody because you don't trust them enough to, to open up. Um, mm-hmm. But once you learn that, I think, like you said, going back to the, the, the association and the relationships, that's where you truly understand when you level up in your association you meet someone, you're like, oh, crap, like, why well, don't I feel like that or anything like that? But obviously yeah. it's because of the way you were raised and the people you're around, you can't control when you're a youngin' all the way up to 18 years old, basically. So you're so conformed to hearing that all the time, but like you have to get to the point where you either it's someone you meet or you read a book or you listen to an audio where it like hits you in the head and you acknowledge like, like, no, there's, there's something else out there. I mean, for you, what was it that like flipped a switch and was like, okay, I can stop like being conformed by what I was taught my entire life growing up and how I was told to hold everything in and maybe not express myself. And then what did kind of flip for you where you're like, no, this is something that needs to be talked about. Uh, I need to open up. Uh, a respect thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like what kind of flipped the switch on me to start opening up a lot more is that I felt like, excuse me, if um, I felt like I wasn't respecting myself. Mm-hmm. Like I was losing a lot of respect for myself. And the thing that people don't realize is that nobody's going to respect you if you don't even respect yourself mm. right and and that's something that was told to me you know you know and that's that kind of put put it in, in the back of you know in the back of my head for a while and it took me a while to kind of get what they were saying you know your friends start looking at you like a little bro right instead of you know on the same level because they they always got to pick you up they always got to you know build you up you know and it's not because you know, they feel like they're better than you is because you need it. And that's what they that's what they're there for because they love you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, family members do the same thing. You know, your your partner does the same thing, right? So like you want all these people, your partner, your family, your friends, to all respect you. But you can't get that respect if you don't respect yourself. And I wasn't respecting myself, right? I, I didn't I wasn't living up to my potential that you're supposed to and what people what people had of you, right? And I was noticing that, you know, a lot of people were starting to lose that respect. Not because I was outlandishly, you know, out here, you know, acting a fool and, and, and doing crazy shit, but more so I wasn't doing, I wasn't conducting myself with mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. And people can tell that from my way. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like when uh, I was watching a show and it, like the, the lawyer or whatever, the journalist is going into the jail and, and the guy, who's been in jail for like 18 years said I can smell liars, you know, just just through the wall. Like I, I can smell a liar through the wall because he's been in jail for 18 years, whatever the case may be. And it's the same thing respect. Like I can tell now, like walk in a room, who respects himself and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so for me, seeing that I was losing respect of the people around me that loved me, you know, I had to at some point say, yo, like, what what are you gonna, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to look myself in, in the eyes and say, I gotta I gotta fix this. If not, I'm I'm gonna lose everybody, right? I'm gonna lose my partner, I'm gonna lose my friends, my family, because at some point they they're gonna stop. Mm-hmm. They're gonna stop trying to hold you up, you know, because 
it's it's like dead weight. You gotta you gotta let let it go so, sooner or later, right? So I think that that's kind of where the 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 flip kind of switch for me, the flip switch, whatever you, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how you say, it, but um, was was that just you know seeing that I was losing that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Dang. So what's next, RJ? What's next? I mean, to me, in my eyes, successful businessman, top tier athletic. Um, you know what's what's next? Uh, well, COVID took a took a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, with, with everything, but um, you know, just just figuring out how to move forward. I mean, we're we're in the middle of a, a semi rebrand. You know, fixing the website up. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in talks with uh, a couple. Uh, brick and mortars that I'm hoping will, will fall through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just, just progressing really, you know, I, I, uh, a lot of sampling right now, you know, there's not a lot of, a lot of released team sales cause nobody's really, right. you know, playing right now. So, uh, I'm taking this time to really sample my products, you know, get better material, you know, get better all the way down to the stitch, like yeah. that, the, the little things that make something go from a great, you know, a good product to a great product, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so just a lot of that yeah. and, and figuring that out and, you know, trying to master your product. I love it. I love it. I think that's important, right? I think when, when life was quote unquote normal, we don't have time. We didn't have the time to, to really um, slow down and address certain things like you and your product. Um, you know, I'm, there was certain. There's a lot in my personal life that I just felt like I didn't have time to address until we had nothing but time to address yeah. certain things. You know, um, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. You know, um, and if you haven't addressed something during COVID, uh, you might want to start now. You know, because <laughs> we've been in co- we've been in quarantine for a while and yeah. things are starting to open up, so we're not getting any younger. But um, no, I like that. How can we um, How can we support you, man? Uh, well, you can follow me. Um, top tier athletic apparel on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the website is up, although it's, it'll be changed in a, you know about a month or so. Uh, that's www.toptierathleticapparel.com. Um, shoot, well, my birthday is November twelfth, right? <laughs> so so instead of buying me a gift, just buy something off of Top Tier, right? Okay. Um, you know, it's I always tell people, even if I'm not making it, right? So even if you don't see on the website, you don't see it on 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 Instagram, I, I do everything custom also. So, you know, whatever, you know, a, a female wants, you know, sports bras and, and yoga pants, I'll, I'll make them just specifically for them. Okay. Right? So, um, that's what I, that's what I always ask, you know, the, you know, my followers, the people who, you know, really support me is, you know, well, they always say, well, I, I don't see anything on the website for, you know, that, that is for me or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I, we mainly focus on basketball. Right. And I'm just like, Hey, I make everything. You know, mm-hmm. we, we do a lot of custom stuff, um, you know, right now, 80, because there's no sports, 80% of all, all of our orders are just custom custom stuff that they want, whether it be t-shirts, okay. hoodies, yoga pants. We, they're doing them for, you know, people who have their own business or people who just want something comfortable to wear. Okay. Yeah, so okay. Shoot. Top tier, top tier, top Yes, tier. definitely go follow uh, RJ. Um, he is he has taken ladies, so uh, that is why he did not give you his personal handle. Uh, but top tier athletic, um, man, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you guys for having me. Nothing but respect, my dude. Um, if y'all like this pod, please share it. Uh, definitely give us feedback. Obviously, 
Uh, we're always growing. This is an Iron Sharpens Iron community, so we welcome you to the family. Until next time, peace. Thank you.